Welcome back. BetMGM Tonight continues live from the BetQL studios, Washington, D.C. It's Ryan Horvath. It's P.J. Glasser. Right now, things looking good. Brewers with a 5-3 lead right now. Contreras with an RBI single for an insurance run. I shouldn't have said that, though, because now the Phillies have runners on the corners with only one away. Is this the ninth with Devin Williams on the mound, too, trying to close it out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, fingers crossed for me. And then, uh, Peej, our Reds up 3-2 to right now on the Giants. Two away, 0-1 count. Diaz on the mound trying to close this out here. Hopefully the Reds could get it done. Uh, wake up tomorrow morning, not only for golf, but, of course, our good friends, The Daily Tip. They do a tremendous show from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. It's mm-hmm. Michael Jenkins. It's Chelsea Messenger. And this week, they are previewing the NFC South. So tomorrow they're going to be talking about the Carolina Panthers. On Friday, they're going to talk Atlanta. It's going to be good stuff. I saw our good buddies on BetQL Daily, uh, Joe Ostrowski and Eddie Gross, head on Phil Steele. Wow. Yeah. Phil Steele's magazine out right now. And uh, I saw his favorite win total, Pitt. <laughs> over six and a half, over seven wins right now at BetMGM, minus 115. He, he talks about the you. upgrade. Yeah. Probably, dude. Probably. All right. Hold on here. We got a ground ball. We got to play it first. Oh. And we win. Hit the bell for us, Peach. Reds get it done. Three to two winners. Josh Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Went from plus money to being the favorites. And uh, got the closing line value. Got the victory. Only four hits tonight, but they score three runs. They beat the Giants 3-2, to two, and the Reds right uh, back on track. All right, let's continue to talk about the ACC. So my favorite win total given out so far, Pitt over six and a half wins. Pitt over seven wins. I still like it, minus 115. I like Clemson to go over ten wins. I like Clemson to win the ACC. Took a shot with them to win the college football playoff. I do, st- I do still think, though, Peach, Florida State gets the double-digit wins, but uh, we'll wait and see there. Let's move on to North Carolina. They bring back Drake May as their starting quarterback. If he's not the first quarterback taken, because Caleb Williams is, he's probably the second quarterback taken. Mm-hmm. Their win total, though, this season, 8.5, shaded to the under, minus 135, plus money to the over. I can't wait to watch Drake May every Saturday. Same. He was the first freshman in college football history to throw for 30 touchdowns in his first nine games as a freshman. But then there was a little bit of a drop-off. Struggle with the touchdown-to-interception ratio those final couple games of the season. Uh, what do you think about Carolina this season? Because that's a really bad defense, even with eight starters back, man. It is, and the non-conference-slash-road schedule for the Tar Heels this year is tough, Ryan. I mean, you open up week one against South Carolina and Charlotte. That's going to be tough. We talked about Pitt. You have to go play there end of September. And then you close this. You get Georgia Tech on the road. They should win that game. And then you close out the season at Clemson and then at your rivals, NC State, which is going to be tough. So, I mean, for Clemson or, excuse me, for North Carolina to go over that 8.5, Ryan, they're going to need to win one of those games. If they lose all four of those road neutral site games, South Carolina, Pitt, Clemson, NC State, they can't cash that ticket. They're not winning against Clemson. I don't think they're beating Pitt or NC State. I don't think they win both those games. Maybe they win one, but they're going to lose one. I think South Carolina is the whole key to their season, and it's tough for me to bet win totals when I know that week one game is so important, yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's it's kind of like, like South Carolina week one. I kind of do too. Yeah. And I like the over as well at only 60.5 because, as we know, UNC's all offense, no defense, and South Carolina's offense really turned the corner at the end of last year, and it's cliche to say, but I really do think that SEC size is, is going to beat them up a little bit up front. Agreed. So I like the over in that game. I like South Carolina as well, Ryan. I would probably go under on UNC. Their defense is just they rely so much on Drake May. It's a lot like USC does with Caleb Williams. I mean, those teams go as their quarterback go. 
But uh, I'm going to go under on the Tar Heels. I think a lot of people are going to bet they're over because of Drake, because they want to root for him, they want to watch him. I would go under. Yeah, they went to the ACC title game last year. I actually bet Miami last year to get there at plus 625, thinking I'd have the perfect hedging opportunity if they just lived up to expectations with all that talent. Got to the ACC title game, I'd just be able to bet Clemson. But obviously it didn't work out like that as Carolina was the sleeper team. But if it's eight, it's maybe a different story. But I'm with you, man. I would only play eight and a half. I didn't do anything just because they only really play four true road games this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they do have Drake May. They have a solid backfield still. They have Walker coming back. I think he'll end up being their breakout wide receiver. Four starters back on the old line to protect May. Nine starters overall. They're going to score, but that defense is just brutal, man. Even with eight starters back, they gave up over 30 points per game, 430 yards. So you could say, okay, three of their top four tacklers are back. That doesn't do anything for me. Only one starter in the secondary in the ACC. So uh, they're a stay away. I would lean under. What about Miami? So did it last year. Did it again this year. Miami over seven and a half wins is a bet for me. It's actually my second favorite bet right next to Pitt. Year two for Mario. Last year, they quit on him. Like, mm. luckily though, for him, he gets a chance to do it all over. He fired every single coordinator. Um, he gets to root be, root, reboot things here, uh, year two. I don't know how good, like, Shannon Dawson is as the OC. He was at Houston for two years. But I know he's an upgrade over Josh Gaddis, who absolutely stinks. I have no clue what Maryland's doing bringing him into call plays. I've never been a fan. And I like Tyler Van Dyke going into last season. You saw what he did the year before that. He had like five straight games where he threw over threw for over 300 yards. Uh, but last year he got hurt. He was in the Josh Gaddis offense, which is hard for anybody to overcome. And with that injury, his yards per attempt went from nine all the way down to seven with the injury. I think if he's healthy and you bring back Henry Parrish at running back, you bring back five of your top six wide receivers, nine starters back on offense. You know Mario does a really good job building an offensive line. And on defense, ten starters are back. Solid recruiting class. Eight transfers from the portal. Tough conference schedule, but plenty of winnable games, man. Even if they struggle against Clemson, Florida State, and Carolina, like Bethune-Cookman, they yeah. should get seven, eight wins this year. I think they're going to be one of the more improved teams. So I'm going to take a shot with Miami again, year two, over seven and a half for Mario Cristobal and my guy, TVD, Tyler Van Dyke, who will be an NFL quarterback. It's a tough one, Ryan. I think the way you feel about Miami has to be all about how you feel about Tyler Van Dyke. You like him more than I do, which plus is why... Plus 125. Which is why you like Miami to go over the win total. I just I can't get there. It's going to be a stay away for me. Um, the schedule, like you said, very early to start. I mean, they should absolutely be 4-1 and one to start the season. I mean, heck, maybe they're 5-0, and oh, right? I mean, Texas A&M Week 2, that game's going to be in Miami. That's I do think tough. the Aggies win that game. Same. So let's say Miami's 4-1 and one to start the season. Then you got to go on the road to UNC. you got to play Clemson at home, so you're probably going to be 4-3. and three. I think they beat UNC this year. Do you? I do. think they beat UNC? Okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good defense, like, talent-wise. Yeah. They quit last year. They did. They're going to beat Virginia at home. They're going to beat Louisville at home. They're going to lose to Florida State on the road. I mean, there are just so many toss-up games with them at BC end of the year, at NC State at the end of the year. I could see them winning both. I could see them losing both. It's just, it's a pass for me. I want, I want to see Mario's team this year. I, I want to see, Miami's a team, I just want to see how they play. I don't, I don't have any thoughts on them because of kind of the expectations we had on them last year and yep. then what the realization was. And now Van Dyke comes back. It's like you want to see 
you want to see what he is, right? It was kind of like Spencer Rattler last year at South Carolina. All the expectations. Then the year he ended up having at Oklahoma. So he transfers into South Carolina, stunk for most of the year, and then absolutely turned it on. Maybe that's Van Dyke this year. Maybe he just turns it on from the get-go. Maybe we have to wait until the final four games of the season. Miami's going to be the pass for me. Uh, NC State, their win total this year, actually kind of surprising. Six and a half, minus 155 to the over. Plus 130 to the under. 11th season for our guy, Peach. Dave Doran. He's made it 11 years. The worst. Here's the one thing I do like. Brendan Armstrong comes in to replace my guy, Devin Leary. He was awesome in 2021. 65% completion percentage, 31 touchdowns. And uh, last season, he was brutal in a new system. But now he's back with his former OC. So how do you feel about NC State with Brendan Armstrong taking over at quarterback? And uh, five starters back on defense. I'm so conflicted because Brennan Armstrong, honest to God, Ryan, is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the country. Really? I love that kid. The the lefty, red hair, he's got an earring in one ear. God, I love him. He walks around like he's <laughs> the absolute man, and I can't get enough. Do you remember when Virginia played BYU, and it was like 62-49? to 49? Do you remember oh, yeah. that game? Oh, yeah. It's tremendous. I love me some Brennan Armstrong. I can't stand that he's going to play for Dave Dorn. The thing that I hate about NC State... I told you when we were previewing the Big Ten that I actually enjoy watching Iowa football. And the reason being is even though their even offense, offensively? Even though their offense is Prince? putrid, yeah. I, I just love how well coached they are. I love how sound they are. I love that they make you beat them. They don't make any dumb mistakes. They don't make any dumb penalties. NC State is the complete opposite. They do so many dumb things. They drive you up a wall. I bet them every year in bowl season. And then as soon as we're two minutes into the game, I'm I'm saying, why did I do this? I'm totally out on NC State. I have no yeah. opinion on them whatsoever. I'm a big Armstrong guy, but uh, I, I can't I can't go there with uh, with NC State. It's a pass for me. The UConn game week one is going to be. It's going to be fun with the momentum that UConn picked up from last year. I'm excited for that one. Jim Mora against Dave Doran. Doesn't get much better. Yeah, even if Brendan Armstrong goes back to 2021, completes 65% of his passes, they only bring back one of their top four pass catchers. Their running game was my issue last season. Jordan Houston, who I think is actually like local, right? Isn't that Q's boy? I think he is. He started every game but one. And he never rushed for over 100 yards. And they ran it way too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right into a brick wall. <laughs> right. And they only have two starters back on their offensive line. Last year, the big the big, I mean, the big problem was quarterback. They had four of them, and Devin mm-hmm. Leary got hurt. Yeah. Uh, defense, not usually, like, I mean. Last year have, was supposed to be their five, year. They only have five starters back, even on that defense, though. That's usually not an issue for NC State. Usually that's their strength. But right. Yeah, I'm staying away from them. Yeah. Uh, one team that I really like, so I have Pittsburgh over, I have Miami over, and then another sleeper team, for me at least, is Louisville. I played their over because Jeff Brom takes over there year one. People yeah, forget does. Jack Plummer comes over at quarterback. He spent four years in that Brom system at Purdue. Uh, last year he was at Cal, and he was actually decent at Cal. 21 touchdowns, only nine picks. They have a pretty deep running back room. Wide receivers, they had four come in through the transfer portal. I really like um, uh, Jamari Thrash from Georgia State. I know Georgia State never throws the ball. Uh, but you know how I feel about them. Love my Panthers. Love them against the spread pretty much every week. He averaged over 18 yards per reception. So I like Thrash. I like Plummer enough. And then their O-line, they have six transfers that come in. Tons of experience. 150 career starts. And they bring seven starters back defensively. They lose 33 and a half sacks from last year. But, dude, Brahms that good. 13 starters are back. No Malik Cunningham, meaning they'll be able, able to actually push the ball down the field with Plummer. Um... 
you look at the schedule, kind of tough. They get Kentucky and Notre Dame, but they don't face Miami, Clemson. Carolina, yeah. or Clemson, which is a gift year one. So I bet them really small over seven and a half wins. I think they get to eight even year one at Louisville for Jeff Brown. You know, on paper, it looks good. I just worry with a first-year head coach, you know, betting that many wins. What's crazy about their schedule, Ryan, is they only have three true road games, Yeah, which is nuts. Yeah. So that's great. I mean, four of their final five games are all at home. Duke, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Kentucky. You know, if they're able to split the Duke and Kentucky game, sweet Virginia Tech and uh, Virginia, you're looking at three wins right there. You should start the season 3-0 and with Indiana, Murray State, and Georgia Tech, so we need two more sprinkled in between. And you're looking at an at Miami, at Pitt, at NC State, home against Notre Dame, home against BC. I really think what the win total comes down to is can they win one road game? Yeah. Technically, Louisville can yeah. win all their home games and cash your over seven and a half, but I do think we're gonna need one road win. So I completely agree. I like, like the sprinkle. Brahm is one of the best play callers yeah. in the country, and he's excellent as an underdog, too. Oh yeah. It's just year one, so that's what I'm hesitant about. But uh, I love the schedule, like you said, the teams that they avoid. I love the fact they only have three true road games. So I would take a, I would take a sprinkle as well. Yeah, dude, his, his brother, Brian Brom, former Louisville quarterbacks, is OC. He was obviously a quarterback at OC. So if they could win 9-10 games there, I mean, like it's kind of like Mario going back to Miami, going back home. You always knew he was going to want this job. Now he has it. And if he could win eight games back-to-back years at Purdue, like Purdue was in the Big Ten title game, Peach. I think he could do that at Louisville. Uh, There's one under that I really like, but I'm going to save that actually uh, as we wrap up the ACC preview after this next break uh, because there's a couple unders I actually like. I feel feel a little chalky going all over so far here, Peach. But I do like one under in the ACC. So far, like Pitt over. Love Louisville over, and uh, also going to take a shot with Miami. And if they let me down, I'm they're dead to me forever. Yeah. And uh, Mario Cristobal is dead to me forever as well. Looking at it really quickly, so the Brewers do end up winning five to three over the Phillies, so that cashes plus one twenty. And the Reds end up winning three to two over San Francisco. So nice little start to baseball tonight, too. Uh, Peach, a little two and zero oh night. Maybe uh, add a little golf bets. Come couple, on, a couple, couple golf bets Get right now. Get some more in. We still got. Uh trying to figure out how much time we got we still got four more hours for you to get some stuff in yeah i'm looking and right now i'm glad that i stayed away from the yankees they're down six to two that game's going into the eighth mm-hmm. uh right now it's five two arizona over atlanta so the diamondbacks i kind of like the diamondbacks i felt like that price was off tonight also like the under stayed away from that game cubs have a rear lead granted it is against the washington nationals but they're up two to one right now and then the tigers up 3-2 to two right now on the Kansas City Royals. Only one more game to go tonight. We're going to continue to preview the ACC. Anything that you like tonight, though, in Seattle, Minnesota, it's Luis Castillo. He's minus 150 uh, going against the Twins. The total in the game is 7.5 in Seattle. Anything that you like? Or no, s- no, yeah, it was a pass for me. If anything, I'd maybe lean Seattle just because it's Castillo at home. But, uh, yeah, I decided to pass. Yeah, nothing for me either. I was thinking about maybe the under in that game, but I'll stay away. 